Hello and welcome to the Calmcast, a time to feel calm and think clearly. I'm Claire Downham, the Queen of Calm, a transformational life coach. I was a burnt out head teacher who finally made the journey to calm after years of trying and I want to prevent you from having to do the same. The Calmcast is a series of short explorations, gently guiding you back to your natural state, which is calm and clarity. Just listen like you would listen to music, with an open mind and curiosity. There's nothing else to do. Now let's relax into today's episode. So today I'm talking about imposter syndrome at work, but when I say work, I don't just mean those people who go out and do a job, which might well be you, but also how it comes up in our businesses too. So my my first experience of imposter syndrome at work was when I was a head teacher. I don't I don't remember, really remember experiencing it while I was a class teacher or while I was in other senior leadership roles in school. But I do really remember distinctly sitting at my desk in, in my, my, my as a primary school head teacher, thinking to myself, am I doing the right things? <laughs> um, definitely having a feeling of, are the other head teachers in Leeds? I don't know why I just focused on Leeds, not everywhere else, because cause, I guess because I knew head teachers in Leeds and not so much everywhere else. Are, are the other head teachers in Leeds doing what I'm doing right now? Are, are they following the same kind of systems or are they doing the same kind of things or working on the same kind of things? And And sometimes those thoughts would be, really quite paralyzing. They would, you know, slow me down and, and have me second guessing myself all the time. And and I guess probably what came with that was quite a bit of perfectionism and, and trying to get it right, um, dotting every I and crossing every T, which of course as a primary school head teacher you absolutely should do <laughs> on a practical level. But in the way that I was obsessing about it, I don't think it was particularly helpful. And I I don't kind of know, I mean, obviously I burnt out when I was a primary school head teacher. I'm not sure how much the imposter syndrome played a part in that. The only other place I kind of noticed it coming up was was in, in the dating arena, you know, the I'm not good enough kind of stuff, you know, they're not going to like me when they meet me, that kind of thing. I guess that's quite similar kind of thinking, isn't it? But I definitely... Um, felt like I, I brought it with me when I started my first business. And in that case, it, it more surfaced, well, first of all, it surfaced in definitely around marketing. You know, there's a right way to do marketing. If I don't do it the right way, I'm not going to have the business that I want. I must do it the way other people are telling me to do it, which involved me wasting a lot of money buying people's how to build you coaching business or how to build your therapy business or that kind of thing you know downloads and things like that um I don't, I don't it didn't it didn't really materialize in the work I did um I didn't feel any doubt about my ability as as a hypnotherapist at the time in my first business and now as a coach didn't really feel that but I definitely got the sense that I could be not doing enough not doing the right things, 
um, not building my business in the right way, not having big enough goals and targets like everybody else apparently had. And really, therefore, again, um, feeling a bit stuck. And, and, and it filtered out as well into how I approached what I thought I could do in my business in terms of marketing. So I definitely wouldn't have put my message out, well, in, in, in much of a way at all. Um, and I certainly wouldn't have done a video of any description or made a podcast or done any of this kind of thing. That would have been an absolute no-no for me at the time. Because I, I didn't think, well, I thought all the people would judge what I was doing was not okay in some way, you know, that I would look stupid or um, not be good enough. Now, in terms of tackling imposter syndrome, there seems to be lots of things you can try, doesn't there? Now, trust me, I've tried most of them. <laughs> One of the things I did a lot of was poking around the past. So my my story was a, a procrastination story. I procrastinate. Um, that's self-sabotage. And I'm doing that because at some point in my life, I learned I was not good enough. Now, that might all be true. But I now can see that all that poking around in the past trying to find the root cause of the problem was, well, A, ex exhausting and B, really a complete waste of time. So that that was not helpful. Um, I also tried affirmations and I tried journaling and I tried meditation. All the things were kind of focused around the same thing. Me just doing what I needed to do in my business and not getting into my head about it. Um, and, and as I've said before, I kind of felt okay after all that, but mm, it was a bit hard work maintaining it, I think is the best way to put it, really. Um, it seemed to take a lot of work just to keep on top of myself, me being okay. So, you know, then, then in January 2020, when I came across, you know, the understanding that I share with you, that has given me, you know, since then I've just had a completely change, different perspective on things. Um, I guess how I would describe it is that there's something magical happens when we, we stop taking that voice in our head so seriously. Am I jokingly, because I don't really want to give her that level of a personality, but I, I jokingly call her Niggly Nelly. And I jokingly say that she's still there. I mean, she still has something to say about me and what I'm doing and whether I'm doing okay or not. But she really is now, you know, she's the old lady in the corner of the pub um, with a gin and tonic shouting random obscenities at, at the people in the pub. Um, I often think she reminds me of that, the old lady in the chair in Benidorm, the old lady in the wheelchair. You may, if you've watched Benidorm, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But uh, other caricatures of older ladies are available, of course. Um, but what's what's happened is that I, I just don't take it so seriously. and And the reason is because I now know fundamentally and truthfully that that voice is is simply the voice of my past it's just the leftovers sloppy leftovers <laughs> it's the sloppy leftovers 
of my previous experiences. It's just old habitual thinking. And, and, and as well as that, I know that I'm not fought. Fundamentally, I really do know that I am the thinker. I'm the one doing the thinking. I'm not the thoughts themselves. They are something transient. Now, when we have, you know, imposter syndrome at work or anywhere else, it might well seem that those voices are, you know, pretty stuck there that we can't kind of got rid, get rid of them, but we don't have to. There's, it can seem like there's a lot of work to do to get rid of that voice, to make it actually go away. But we don't have to do that. We just have to change our relationship with it. And as we begin to take it less and less seriously, it naturally sort of stops showing up so much. So a great example of this is that, you know, I do live videos and make podcasts and all those things all the time. And I previously would have had a raving, shouty voice in my head, literally telling me I couldn't do it. And with that, there would have been a really awful feeling. And, and now, you know, I, I do podcast live videos. You know, I did an interview recently where we just, I didn't even know what the lady was going to ask me. And we chatted for over an hour. Um, and, and I'm not, I don't have that voice in my head anymore. It, you know, turning up and doing a live video or a live session of any description is a bit like brushing my teeth. There's just, I've just got nothing on it anymore, which is nice. <laughs> it's probably the best way to describe. It's really nice <laughs> to not to not have that anymore. It's just gone quiet. I often think it's like when you ignore a toddler in the supermarket demanding chocolate. You know, if you keep ignoring them, they'll stop demanding chocolate. If you start to ignore that annoying little voice in your head that says you're not okay to do that and you're not good enough, you're going to look stupid and whatever else imposter syndrome says to you, it just starts to not turn up anymore. It's like magic. <laughs> I like magic. It's it's really cool. And it's really cool to see it happening in yourself. And so all as always with these sessions, it's just giving you, you know, providing an invitation really for you to get curious about this. You know, what does happen if you just completely ignore that voice and carry on doing the thing? Because sometimes it is the action that creates the change. I've found that more and more, that if I just do it, the imposter syndrome voice can't really find its feet, I suppose, is the best way to put it. So, yeah, have some fun considering that. It's it's a great place to live your life from. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. There's nothing to do now but bring some awareness to how this is working out in your life. Listen regularly to experience longer and longer periods of calm. This has been the Calmcast with Claire Downham, Queen of Calm. Take care and keep listening.